Hey guys, it's Robert Gardner. Uh, thank you for tuning in today. We're on various uh, channels. I think my Facebook page as well as a uh, YouTube. I'm here with Rebecca Bromfield. Uh, she hails from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. At least that's where she's living now. And we are going to, I think likely, uh, Bre Rebecca, we had talked about the potential to mm -hmm. discuss the things that we wish massage therapists knew uh, during the presentation. Of course, we can venture off in, in whatever direction, but can you introduce yourself and give them a little bit of information about you, including where they can contact you? Sure. So, uh, like Robert said, my name is Rebecca, and I live in Baton Rouge. I've been owning a successful day spa for for about nine years now, going on 10. Love every minute of it, despite despite some failures and setbacks and getting back up again, which that's what all business owners go through, right? And then I also started an online community for all female entrepreneurs in the spa and wellness industry. Kind of a little bit like what you do, Robert, except for just women and then also including uh, estheticians, uh, energy workers, yoga practitioners. So basically women in the holistic health industry who want to grow their business and succeed and break through those blocks that are holding them back and people who want to find solutions, not excuses. So yeah, I've been in this industry for a while, love every second of it, and I'm excited to see where everything's going in both of our worlds. Cool. We'll uh, certainly get into the conversation I talked about and the stuff we wish you know practitioners knew. Is there anything uh, on your mind at the moment you want to talk about? Um, it, I guess it really depends if you're self-employed or if you're a sole practitioner. So, uh, one thing that I wish that people knew is how much education they have to have, regardless if you've been in this industry for two months, two years or 20 years, you're always going to learn something. And if you approach things with the mindset that, that you already know everything there is to know about something, you're never going to learn and you're never going to move forward. I've been practicing cupping for almost 10 years now and I've learned, I mean, shit, I learned cupping in Mexico and Turkey from one of my good friends who's a Chinese acupuncturist from several mentors. And I still don't think I know enough about it. And it's so yeah. important to keep educating yourself and not to just take these BS online Sorry, not all courses are BS that are online, but people who just rack up CEUs online just to get their license renewed and never take an in-person course or collaborate or communicate or even meet up with other therapists. I think that's yeah. the quickest way to run yourself into the ground. One of the quickest ways. But burnout is a real thing, man. And you have to you have to continuously keep learning and be open to learning and not just be in super defense mode all the time i think having an open mind and really learning from your colleagues and collaborating with them is one of the most important things you could do for yourself overall that will lead to so many other things that will help you be successful in this business i think across the board i see a lack of questioning and it's not um like I see other entrepreneurs talk about education periodically, and there's a lot of conversation online about um, a higher education, like in colleges even, because of the amount of student loan debt compared to the value of having a degree. Uh -huh. And I think as a former philosophy student, the one thing that I did pick up is even though I was really learning the history of Western philosophy at LSU, primarily what I was most interested in was questioning authority and questioning the fundamental underpinnings. It was almost like where anthropology hit archaeology, hit physics, hits chemistry, you know, hits mathematics. 
I was interested in this sort of interdisciplinary thing that required critique and it required questioning and it required critical analysis. I don't see enough of that. Mostly what I see is massage therapists because that's what we deal, I deal with specifically. They just want somebody like a guru to just dispense the truth to them. And preferably if they can make it one click shopping, that's what they prefer. Like it's going to solve all my problems, this one thing. And I'm like, mm, that's not building a business. No. And I tell my yeah. clients all the time, like you didn't get this pain in 20 minutes. It's not going away in 20 minutes. And just like if you want to get a six pack and get ripped, it's going to yield better results if you go to the gym and eat healthy and have good habits. It takes a variety of a lot of different things. And I'm, I'm a little woo-woo and I'm not that great of anatomy, but I really like learning about things. So I, I love talking to different people and learning different perspectives. And then I can then form my own conclusion to what works yeah. best for myself and my ideal clients. But being stuck and pigeonholed into one thing, I do, yeah. I do see that it's a detriment to people. And like you said, like things are always progressing and learning and stuff yeah. like Recently, these articles have been coming out like, oh, fibro, uh, sorry, not fibromyalgia, uh, the myofascial system is this new system in it. And all the therapists are like, well, duh, like we've been knowing about this for years. And the doctors are now just starting to learn that in school. And it, it just it baffles me, you know, how much we really can learn, you know, just keep learning, keep learning. Yeah, just not taking things as just like rote assumptions. I, I think because you and I deal with massage business, um, a lot of what I see in technological development in the last 20 years, massage schools seem to be running business and teaching business like it's still the yellow pages. And really all I want people to really do is go to Google, type in how do I or mm -hmm. what is, and you can do, so, so much information is just free. You know, it's, it's like it's already mostly been organized for you by Google. Just questioning things gets a long way to mm -hmm. helping discover essentially what are better questions and the limits of our actual knowledge. You know, as, as an artist, um, you and I as body workers are always going to hone our craft, make the cupping better, make the body work better. That's an ongoing thing. If you're a chef, you're always going to refine technique, cup, mm -hmm. you know, knife skills, you know, cooking, whatever, different techniques. You're going to, you know, work at food chemistry. But at the same time, the capacity to develop and change comes from being soft and having enough neuroplasticity to be able to question things and figure out, like, not necessarily what is truth, but it's the ability to self-critique and change. I agree with that. And I'm really big on mindset and, you know, going to counseling and receiving coaching and talking to people who've done a massive amount of self-growth. And that just reminded me of something I was discussing with my partner earlier. Um, he's an artist. And I was like, you should really do online classes and courses. People would love to learn from you. And he says, but, but the people are going to like, uh, critique me and they're going to say all kinds of terrible shit. And I said, first of all, I said, the people that you're worried about saying stuff, they're higher up than you. They do not care what you're doing. Only people who want to learn from you are going to care. Why are you worried about people who are already 10 steps ahead of you? They're not worried about you and you're worried about being chastised by them. They really don't care about what somebody below them is doing. And if they do, 
they're probably not all who they say they are because they have more than enough time on their hands to focus on their own. And I, I feel like a lot of us have been in the industry for 10 years, you've been in it for longer than I, Robert, and we don't take advice from people who have been doing this for less time than us or who haven't reached at least a level of success that we have. So I feel like a lot yeah. of people are looking for advice in the wrong place. Like, oh, why, why would I need advice from somebody who's been in this industry for just one year, you know? I, yeah, I have a lot of confusion about massage therapists specifically. Um, the fact that I could ascend to the top of our industry says something about our industry. So I don't know if I just degraded the massage <laughs> or talked poorly about myself, you know. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I've had people do this. Uh, in Massage Entrepreneurs, someone one time had a uh, – we had a fight online. And she said, you don't have a marketing degree. And I'm like – so, like, I was so flummoxed by the, even the concept of like you had to have a marketing degree to teach business and entrepreneurial skills to massage therapists that I was just didn't know what to say. I mean, I was just like, you, they don't teach Twitter at Harvard Business School, like hashtags, like what I, you know, I don't even know what to say because. Everything is changing so rapidly. It's not really about your degree or even just a particular skill set that you learn in school. It's about how we, how quickly can you do research and figure out answers. I'm constantly going into areas that I just don't know. Like people will ask us, mm -hmm. like, how did we all the time? They're like, how did you figure out this subscription service thing you're doing? And I'm like, what? Like, I have to describe like an arc of 12 years. <laughs> And they could just look it up online, you know, and I mean, and uh, speaking of marketing, that's obviously my strong point. And I know you're pretty great at it as well, Robert. And you had mentioned the yellow pages in school. And I swear to God, my teachers told me to literally put out an ad in the yellow pages and Craigslist. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like Facebook live wasn't even a thing then, but Facebook was. And I've spent so much time collaborating with my, like with local mommy bloggers in the area and other business professionals like estheticians and yoga instructor. I go to a brewery right down the road on their yoga nights to do a uh, fire cupping demos. Like you can't just snap your fucking fingers and get clients overnight. And I'm sure this question, like just like me and my group, the most annoying question I could come across is how do I get more clients? And I'm like, yeah. Oh God, I can audibly hear the swish in my eyeballs rolling in the back of my head. Cause you have to answer, you know, and I have a great blog post I can link to this video, but about a truth bomb, when people ask that question, it's like, okay, well, in order for me to answer that question, you need to answer these 30 questions I have for you about, do you have a target market? Where are you located? Are you in a rural, rural or suburban area? Are you a fresh grad? Like, good I God. Clients. Why won't you just answer my question? <laughs> yeah, because there's a one size fits all solution yeah. for everything, right? Yeah. It, it's amazingly complex because fundamentally I see it as a business problem. It's not a massage problem. It has nothing to do with the art. Um, massage therapists are starving artists and most like most artists. Here's what I see musicians this is a classic one. Um, and if you're a musician friend of mine, don't take offense to this. Uh, musicians will talk to me and we'll have conversations about music. And you know, I'm a big fan of like classic kind of rock album oriented rock from years ago, uh, long before online streaming services. 
And massage therapists, not massage therapists, uh, musicians will get angry because they're like, well, I can't, I can't really sell an album anymore. And I go, what? And they're like, well, I can't. I'm like, dude, are you trying to make Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon? Like, this is a different era. Like, you don't need Abbey Road Studios. Do you have a laptop? Like, you have digital distribution worldwide. Yeah, I go straight to iTunes when downloading a new album. I mean, I do have vinyl records, yeah. too. I'm an old soul. Sure. But- sure. No, I understand. But, you know, it's like albums didn't go away. CDs didn't go away. Digital distribution just added other layers. You know, it's like if you're a, if you're a struggling band, this is what I just don't understand. I'm just I'm fundamentally lost from the predominant culture of massage therapists. When I see musicians talking about this, I'm like, get on Twitch, start a channel for okay. your band, and every Friday night have the slumber party, hang out in your pajamas, concert for an hour for your fans. Yeah, my slide. <laughs> Yeah, like, one of my friends. The, what is the problem? One of my friends spends a ton of money, like watching, like donating to people on Twitch doing video games. I'm like, for fuck's sake, people can make money doing video games, but massage therapists are like, well, I can't get a client in the door. And in, in my case, I started doing, and you know how closed-minded and conservative Baton Rouge, Louisiana is. No, I no did way. not. Right. No so. <laughs> It was like pulling teeth to get people interested in cupping, and nobody knew what cupping was until I brought it to Baton Rouge. My acupuncturist friend did it, but never advertised it. So fast forward, uh, like three, four years ago, whenever this big flood flood happened and Michael Phelps won the Olympics, I had four or five uh, publications and media outlets reaching out to me saying, oh my God, we want to interview you on cupping therapy because we've seen your pictures from the past seven or eight years because I like, I brought something to Baton Rouge that wasn't here before. So if you don't think you have a market for something, you fucking make a market for it. Yes. It's not that difficult. Yeah. Making, making a market's very different. Just one second for a commercial break. Hi, this is Trent Knox, podcast producer and videographer for Robert Gardner Wellness. I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode. It means a lot to Robert and I that you would take the time out of your day to hear what Robert and his guests have to say. May I ask you a quick favor? If you have gotten any value out of this podcast, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, and share the link on social media. Once again, thank you for your support and enjoy the rest of the episode. So say more again about uh, creating a market. Well, of course, it depends on, you know, where you're located, what your ideal client is. But if you're really, really passionate about something and nobody else in your area does it, it's simple. Just freaking do it. Put it on your website. Put it online. Uh, You know, you can, if you're not too techie like us, uh, you can hire somebody to help you with it. You know, do SEO. But If something's not available in your area, that doesn't mean people aren't interested in it. That just means that you're going to be the pioneer doing it. And I can count on two hands now the number of therapists that do cupping in Baton Rouge. And that's partially because they learned it from me and I taught them because I want them to do it right. But this is something about creating a market. Speaking of what I do with cupping therapy. So people always ask me, Rebecca, you're like the OG in cupping therapy in Baton Rouge. Why would you teach other therapists to do it? You're saturating the market. And I said, no, no, no. Let me, let me give you an example of how this works for me. I teach therapists how to do it. A, so, they do, so they're doing it right and not creating a bad name for it and fucking up people. So uh, 
I look bad. B, uh, whenever I'm not able to accommodate a client, I have a great referral system to send people to. And C, I've been doing this for 10 years. So if somebody else does cupping therapy on a client and they're walking around in Whole Foods in a tank top with hickeys on their back, I'm still going to be the first, second, third thing that pops up on Google. People are still going to go to me first. So they are actually marketing for me. So why yeah. would I not teach and support people? Why would I not, you know, why would I not like keep that momentum going? There was a, speaking of like higher education and business, uh, years ago as I was starting to build my business, starting to really turn my focus and attention toward building, really towards business for the first time. I'd, I'd worked on the art for years, but I'd never really worked on the business. Um, a client I had talked to had a friend who was in school getting his MBA. I set up a meeting with him to just have a quick free consult, 30 minutes over coffee, and I explained to him about what I was doing with Thai Massage and why I thought it was important and said, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to teach. And he's like, oh, absolutely not. Don't do that. Absolutely do not teach. And I was like, why? And he's like, well, your, your students are going to take your clients. No, that's not how it works. Because I, I, here's the thing. He's in business school. And I very politely was like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. And ended the meeting and went and did exactly the opposite of what he said, and that's why my whole business <laughs> has grown. That's why I get so confused because it's like that sort of thinking, like I don't understand what's going on in that person's brain in their business school. Like it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Like time massage was completely unrepresented. You can still, in Austin, there's only one facility that I know of that offers mat-based time massage of any skill level in Austin. I've been teaching here for over 10 years. Facilities won't even allow mat-based work. So I have to take apprentices and teach them how to build a practice on their own, which is like reinventing the wheel again and again and again because there's no facility. The massage therapist in my world, because um, I'm so focused on mat-based stuff, they refuse to evolve. I keep saying that I think the mat is the future, but much like you talk about with cupping, mat-based work was something I had to create. I had to kind of sneak in because they wouldn't allow. Now that I'm in complete private practice, people still bitch at me because my sessions are 240 for three hours. Like that's the only, that's the only thing on my menu of services is either a three-hour session or a 90-minute abdominal session. You know, and, and I know, I don't think I could ever spend 90 minutes on <laughs> abdominals, but I know that you have mentioned to me before, like, all this interview, how, you know, you've definitely been chastised for it as well. These Thai purists are coming in telling you that you're doing things wrong. And honestly, who gives a fuck about their opinions because the results for their clients speak for themselves? And, yeah. and then those clients are going to go after bitching and go eat at a a Thai Mexican fusion restaurant, like, you know what I mean? Like things don't have to be pure to be effective. Things can be a fusion of many different things in order to get the results that people want. Who cares what it's labeled as? You know, we don't need to slap a label on something in order for it to be effective yeah, for our branding, clients and for them to get branding, the results. Yeah. Branding is important. And I think when it comes to cupping, you know, it depends on what you're trying to spread. I do know that creating a market is completely different than trying to take advantage of an already established market. Two very, very different things, two very different problems. Sometimes I'll tell the massage therapist that the problem that they're having is they're selling massage. And they're like, what? And it's mm -hmm. like, all the consumer wants to know is all these people sell massage, what's the difference? This one charges yeah. 20 bucks more. This one includes cupping or, you know, that's all the consumer oh, yeah. wants to know. 
It's like if a massage is a massage is a commodity, then it's all the same to a consumer who doesn't have any knowledge base. Unless they already have a connection with you specifically because they, they know you, they've connected with you. We do deal with a very interpersonal, um, intimate profession. That's exactly why I just started doing, uh, like charging a flat rate for my time instead of saying, oh, it's extra for hot stones, it's extra for cubbing, it's extra for deep tissue. Clients don't care. They do not care about the process. They care about the results. Yeah. You know, and we, like, like you said, yeah, we need to sell the result and the emotions that people are feeling afterwards and not the fact that it's massage. I mean, there's what, 300 different types of modalities out there. And it were the funniest thing is I don't get, I don't get blowback from clients and I don't really get blowback from students. Both of those are growing increasingly. The blowback is from the massage industry. They're like, this is basically like this, this isn't massage. And I'm like, great. So, so? I don't need a massage license. <laughs> I don't need a massage establishment license. I can hire people off the street and train them. This is awesome. And they go, Oh shit. And I'm like, well, at what point when you change it, does it stop being massage? You know, I've, I've started to notice that the only people who really care if we're licensed or other vindictive massage therapists who want to take people down because they're jealous. Cause I'm actually, I want to be on the road uh, in the next couple of years, like traveling, doing the RV life thing. Um, and I posted in an RV group, like, Oh my God, like I, you know, I have over 700 five star reviews as a massage therapist. And if I, you know, go on the road, like, would anybody be interested in like getting a massage after a long hike? And it gotten, it got so many, likes and comments and people were like hell yeah oh my god i need you and then a couple therapists were in the group and they're like well will you be licensed and i'm like actually yes i would be licensed in the states that i'm in because i'm only going to be parked in maybe two or three places a year and second of all nobody really fucking cares and third of all as long as i don't use the word license it doesn't really matter because the state board's the only you know what i mean like well it's just individual ridiculous yeah, individual therapists, what I notice is it all deals with perspective and what they have to deal with. So yeah. when it comes to licensing, the individual therapist only thinks about their license to protect practice in their city or state. They don't think about me as an educator trying to go to different states to educate people to share information. And it's like barrier, 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 barrier. And all those barriers <laughs> means that I have to increase the cost to be able to get around all this stuff. Just to That's be able to why share I stopped teaching... That's why I stopped teaching and traveling because I didn't want to deal, like, even though it was nationally certified, there's no such fucking thing as nationally certified anyways. I still had to go through each state. So what was the point in being nationally certified? I, I just think that that big organization, in my opinion, is a crock of shit. But, you know, we, I, I think it would be great if I could wish for one thing to see in this industry, it would be to actually have like a nationally certified type. Yeah, much like America, I can sit in the middle of the chaos and I can watch the toilet flush. And, and much like George Carlin as an observer, just go, oh, isn't this interesting? I don't have any sort of like emotional stake in the outcome. It's like it's going to do whatever it does. I'm just going to keep teaching you know, like we get into weird conversations because we're teaching online via subscription mm -hmm. service. And like, I'm not lying when I say this, you know, somebody contacted me. This has been many months ago, maybe a year ago. Somebody contacted me from Mauritius. From where? Like, Mauritius. Exactly. I, I had to go to Google 
because it's you know it's been a long time since geography and Mauritius is an island off the coast of Madagascar. Oh wow, I didn't even know that. Was that. And I'm like, and I had that moment where you're like, what is the law in Mauritius? And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> it's like right? I'm selling, selling information to people who can use it and. You know, like I got banned from some Washington State massage groups because they were saying I didn't get informed consent and all this stuff. And I went, guys, it's just a video, like with a colleague. And they went, yeah, but just one, you know, video. And I'm like, dude, am I supposed to post a three minute video with a 15 minute, like, danger? This move could, you know, cause blood, you know, clots or I don't know, like that, heart attacks. I mean, come on. Get, I think that's. I think that's what Scott and I call the concerned police and or mother hens as he coined it, you know, and I like, I love, I love teaching people, but people are like, Hey, are your courses CEUs? I'm like, no, they are not CEUs because I'm not going to sit here and be regulated and have somebody tell me what I can and cannot teach when it comes to business and growth and business skills and building up yourself. This is not a modality. This is real life stuff. How do I get more clients? How do I make money? How do I become successful? You can, you know, and it's sad that I have to validate it and be like, hey, this only costs you one extra client, you know, and then people can go and look at Thai Massage online all over the internet and, you know, piece together like a 300 piece puzzle that none of the pieces match. Or you can pay, you know, a couple dollars a month for go a Starbucks yeah. latte and then have everything in sequence in a row. That piece. That sequence in a row. One of the things I've had to think about is I can give most of, most of what I do away for free on YouTube. And there's a benefit to doing so. Then you go, okay, so why would people subscribe? And it's like, because they don't have to look at ads. I'm able to organize it just how I want it inside our subscription and go, here's everything. Here's uh -huh. every class I've taught for the last three years. Here you go. Here's every private training I've done. Here you go. Here's all the questions people ask me in the Facebook group. Here you go. Answered in video. And, and at the same time, what do I hear? But you can't learn online. And I'm like, okay, I'll let you keep thinking that. I hear cash registers going off when you say it. Like, in the end, information no, you can't <laughs> organizing information to allow people to learn what they can online. It's not as good as in person. Everybody knows that. I haven't been back to Baton Rouge in over 10 years. Don't. <laughs> I, can't, I can't educate people in person unless I'm there. And then I have to deal with another set of state laws. So there are impediments. I think that when it comes to consumers, what you don't do, even though you and I get frustrated, massage therapists who are watching this, you can't get irritated about what consumers want. Well, this is absurd. The, the person called and they want a session today. And I'm like, yeah. So either you have one available or you don't. Or you get smart and you put those people on a cancellation list. So whenever they, I, I hate that. Like I see that question like pop up 10 times a day and I'm yeah. like, create a cancellation list. People have crazy hectic schedules. It's not that they don't care about your boundaries. It's that they don't yeah. know them. They're just, all they're doing is inquiring. That is it. It's that simple. They're if you busy. can't do it. Yeah. Like, it's, but yeah. what you said about people who say that they can't learn online they can't learn because they don't want to learn. You know, it's, it's really that simple. Like we all, <laughs> no, but it, seriously, it all goes back want. to me. Every time it goes back to George Carlin, it's like, what about something else? So maybe something else around here sucks. Like the public. 
<laughs> like goes, everything. It always goes back to that for me because in the end, it's it's like you know, massage entrepreneurs. I took great pride in getting the group started, and it started to grow. And it's like it's turning into this monster because it just represents the mediocrity of the United States, the uh, the mediocrity of humanity itself. You know, it's like this mundane. You know, we've got this free exchange of information amongst like nearly 14,000 massage therapists. And what results? Where do you guys I re- find to eat? <laughs> I, re- I remember seeing a post a couple days ago by Sanji that's like, okay, so which one of you assholes has actually implemented any of the advice and gotten success <laughs> from it? And I'm like, yes. Like, I, yeah. I do want to touch on that too about the whole asshole thing. Like, why are yeah. you going to ask a question online and not take the advice? Are you just looking to validate reasons yeah. why you're not going to do it anyways? Or are you actually yeah. going to take the advice and then three right. months later ask the same shit in the, in the group again or go post in other groups hoping for a different answer? Like, no, the way to find a solution is to take action and is to do. You might fail. Who cares? I hope you do fail because that's how you learn. That's how I learn. We'll take a break for commercials just one bit. For a limited time, Robert Gardner Wellness is offering a free 30-day trial of his industry-leading subscription service, Reboot Insiders Club. That's right. Your first month is free of charge, and after that, it's only $7 per month to continue your subscription. Don't worry. You can cancel at any time, and if you cancel before the 30 days, you will not be charged. Inside, you'll learn massage and body techniques and how to thrive in business for only $7 per month. You get access to over 350 plus hours of online classes, including table and mat work and business and marketing. Membership to our Facebook group exclusively for subscribers. And additionally, you'll receive occasional bonuses. And in the past, we've given additional NCBTMB approved home study courses with CE credit. So don't wait. Get your free trial today. Head on over to R-G-W-E-L-L. N-E-S-S dot S-T-O-R-E. That's rgwellness.store. Can't wait for you to join our subscription service. And continue with what you're saying, Rebecca. It completely slipped my mind, Robert. I'm so sorry. Assholes. Oh, assholes. Yes, my favorite topic. God, every mentor I know has definitely done a video or post about this, but... Guys, you can't just, like, ask questions and then, I mean, you can. You can ask a question and then not take the advice. But what's the purpose of it? Like, people all the time, my favorite one, especially in badass body workers, because it's all women. Do you think this guy's a creep? And I immediately delete those because yes. I'm like, if you, if you have, if <laughs> you have to ask a question. America, yes. <laughs> yeah, if you have to ask a question, the answer is yes. Why are you posting online to validate not following your intuition? Your business is not going to go under if you don't see one person. Interpersonal dynamics, interpersonal dynamics and connection. Um, so much of it is important, not only for the intimacy we deal with, with which is massage, but also in business, uh, you know, I talk about, you know, they do business with people they know, like, and trust. Being able to have people that you connect with. Like when we talk about target market, target market sounds like a really dry term. 
But target market just means that Rebecca works with the people you work with. Like we've had this conversation about badass body workers and the fact that you only allow women into the group, but women are your target market. Women are the ones that you're talking to, that you're having conversations with. It's understood by most therapists. They just go, well, but everybody needs massage. And I go, sure. Now, do you want to work with everybody? Everybody needs to eat too, but McDonald's and Ruth's Chris don't serve the same market. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really such a simple concept to grasp, but I feel like that's why a lot of therapists fail is that they're like, Oh, I, I want to work on everyone. Uh, no, that that's the quickest way to burn out. You might as well be at massage envy. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that either. It's a complex issue. There always seems to be this divide that I see for massage therapists. There seems to be this divide between massage and then all other business. Like they completely understand brand when it comes to In-N-Out, Wendy's, McDonald's, Whataburger. They completely understand brand when it comes to shoes, Nike, Reebok, Adidas. Audi, BMW, Mercedes. I mean, yeah, but they don't understand it in massage. I'm like, what, what are, what, what brands are there in massage? And they're like, oh, uh. Uh, and I go, modalities or failed brands? I like that. I, I like that. See, you, see, you see where I'm going with that? Yeah. And it's like I have conversations where I wind up saying things. This happens all the time as a massage entrepreneurs. And I'm not just being a jerk. I actually am asking a question. People will ask, you know, well, myofascial release. And I'll say, what is myofascial release? And that's my only comment. Now, nobody responds because they just bypass it for everything else. But they're not thinking deeply enough about, well, if you're going to sell myofascial release, who wants to buy myofascial release? What is myofascial release? What benefits does myofascial release give the consumer that massage does not? Well, it's exceedingly easy on my end. Hey, sorry, my, my fucking phone like went. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. So I got a caution hot temperature alert because of this disgusting weather here. So my phone actually overheated and went into emergency mode. So sorry about that. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Yeah, I, I'm inside now. So hopefully it's not too acoustical. That's why I was sitting outside in my car to avoid all the bouncing around. So my bad. I'm glad it stayed on. <laughs> But yeah, I think we left off where Robert was saying like modalities are filled brands and I never thought of it that way. And now my mind is like, I, I think, are we recording again, by the way? <laughs> oh, okay, just making sure. No, no, I, I get lost. We, we're doing all this production over here. Um, I, I, I'm not sure about exact definitions and I would ask therapists, what is a modality? Inevitably, what they would always say is that a modality was like, they look at it as like, okay, they've learned the massage. Now they've got a tack-on service. Cupping is a tack-on service instead of its own individual thing. So, for instance, if I say, okay, do you need a license to do cupping? They're like, oh, uh, uh, you know, because it's not massage, right? Like, you get into these weird conversations about that stuff where I would look at myofascial release, look at trigger point therapy, look at active isolated stretching, look at all these things and think I it's like, I think they're failed brands because I don't know anybody who uses just one tool. 
Oh, you have the purists that refuse to use tools. I remember whenever I launched my uh, my course, my little freebie course that I did on how to find the right tools for your massage practice. I actually had people inboxing me, hating, and being like, um, I'm a purist and I don't need to use tools. And I'm like, cool deal. I don't fucking care. Also, this is nothing new. I'm just putting all the info in one place. Otherwise, you could just go off and research it yourself. But that's where I pulled the info from is from all these threads and topics like, oh, what's your favorite tool? Well, okay, guys, here's the 20 most popular things that people use. Here you go. You organized it for them. Yeah, it's, oh, my God. Like, that's why I invest so much in classes and, and coaching and subscriptions and programs because it's there. Like, the system is there. It's, you know, and it's organized, like you said, and people wonder why Massage Envy is taking over. It's because they're organized. They have policies and procedures and protocols and standards not all over the fucking place, just, you know, winging it like us ther- most therapists do. And that's why they're successful, period. Yeah. Talk about, you know, brands in the massage industry. This conversation would come up in class. I would say, what major brands are there in our industry? And they'd say, well, Massage Envy. And then... Massage Heights. Hand and Stone. And and Zeal and Hand and Stone. And I would essentially say of those brands, which ones are owned by massage therapists? Because Massage Envy is not owned by massage therapists. Soothe and Zeal, I'm almost positive, are not owned by massage therapists. Some of the most well-known brands in the massage industry are not owned by massage therapists. Because they're business-oriented and business-minded, which is completely different than, like you said, than being yeah. a therapist. Well, so. people, entrepreneurs look at our industry. They understand that the public wants massage, and they're oh. figuring out a way to make money off of massage therapists delivering that. It's just, you know, par for the course. When it comes to brand building for the individual therapist, the first part is individual, meaning personal brand building. Personal brand building allows people to stand out in their community. So my assumption is, I know you from online. We haven't hung out in Baton Rouge. My assumption is you have a large social network in Baton Rouge and you're well-known. Yes, and we hung out in Austin. But yes, I I do. I have a ton of colleagues and other therapists and people to refer to. And I'm really big on personal brand, too. I mean, I wrote a blog post, which I can link to this video, too, on the power of having a personal (laughs) brand. And when we think of certain people, um, let's take Kanye West and Oprah, for example, there's certain feelings and certain adjectives that we would tack on to these people because they've portrayed themselves in a certain way. So that's that's how they're known to people. And that's, like you said, the like, know, and trust factor with people. We have to really hone in on that and... That's how we attract our ideal market. and no. Yeah, I don't really know how far to take polarization. So, like, I, you, I thought you were going to say, I don't know. Very um, contra- controversial. <laughs> I mean, Oprah is controversial in her own way, yeah. too. I don't think the Texas Cattle Association likes her very much. Um, you have to figure out who your audience is and draw those people in. And I've been playing with polarization. That was kind of how I got banned in Washington State because I'm pushing people's edges because they're living in these small little confined boxes that I destroyed years ago. They don't understand. It took 17 years for me to shoot a video where I sat on people and actually showed what I do in session. The clients love it. 
I've never had any issue. The people who have problems with it are massage therapists. They're like, this is different. We don't like this. You're a witch. Burn him. That's how it rolls. They think, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm extremely open-minded. You present an idea they don't like, burn him. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. I mean, oh, my God. And that, that reminds me, you know, there's like a psychological term for that, like cognitive dissonance, where... If you believe something, you are going to automatically look for evidence that upholds and supports that one particular belief and completely shut out everything else that doesn't even support it at all. And that's that's a big thing of being polarizing as well. I mean, it yeah. happens all the time in politics. Uh, it happens in our industry. It happens in our relationships with our clients, like clients who hold on to pain. You know, and they're wondering why they're not getting better. Well, maybe it's because you're so attached to your pain because that's what defines you you're afraid to get rid of it because then who are you without it? I think love wins and integrity, um, communicating with people, expressing care, even over social media in video. I think long-term that stands up. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. talked about the arc of justice being a long arc. And I believe that to be absolutely the case in the end. All I do is keep putting up video and working with my fans yeah, like, why would you work on I always, like, I'll get a negative YouTube comment. I do this for fun. This is me. This is me on a Saturday night, by the way. Everybody else is out partying is what I do. Um, I go to my YouTube and look at, like, negative comments, and I go to that person's profile, and there's no videos. And I'm like, wow, it must be great to contribute nothing but just complain about what other people do. So I did a cupping video a while back on Facebook Live, and somebody from my group saw it. And they said, great video, but I do have one suggestion. Um, I, don't like the, I don't like that lighter. You should really use a longer lighter. And I'm like, really? You're going to like sit here and critique the type of lighter that I'm using? Seriously? I, I was like, Small oh. details. Yeah. Well, I don't like him. He's got long hair. I don't like him. He's fat. I don't like, I don't like he said this word. I don't know. You know. It's like, okay. Like, I don't even know who you are. Like, I it doesn't. I just scroll past, you know, go to another post, go to another platform. You got Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, you know, go See, to I haven't, even, I haven't even heard of TikTok. Like I'm learning a lot. What, what I think we should do is gather, <laughs> is gather up all of our hate mail and like do like a yes. mean tweets video. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That, perfect. Would, that would be amazing. Like I would love to do a mean tweets video. Luckily I don't have like too, too much like online about, uh, my forum but and some colleagues and stuff locally they they said some dumb shit and i like i think it would be so much fun to like read out all of our hater mail online there was one girl that made a whole song about her youtube comments and all the terrible negative things that people said and she actually took them together and like made lyrics out of them and made a song it was awesome <laughs> so we didn't actually I don't think completely address what we said we were going to address in the beginning, which is the things that we thought we, oh, we yes. therapists knew. So, you know, what things, because the thing is we can always commiserate and like talk about all the stuff yeah. we deal with and the frustrations, the challenges, but what are the things that you wish you could explain to therapists that they just don't seem to get? Cut for a break for just a quick second. If you're enjoying this episode and you would like to support Robert Gardner Wellness, head on over to rgwellness.store to see all of the products that we currently have in our marketplace. Uh, as well as earlier mentioned, there was the free, first month free. 
uh, the ins- Insiders Club, Reboot Insiders Club. There's also workbooks, uh, DVDs, digital copies, digital downloads. There's a bunch of different things um, inside of the RG Wellness store. I highly recommend you go on over there and check it out. See if there's something that will help you improve your practice and increase your clients or or knowledge with your students. And uh, once again, that's rgwellness.store. Thank you for listening to this episode. So, hey, guys, we're here with uh, Rebecca Brookfield <laughs> from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, I was just committing harikiri and uh, sacrificing myself to the gods. Um, she's a Loopers. therapist and a spa owner. I guess I would say a spa owner, educator yes. in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We were just having a conversation about bloopers. <laughs> oh, well, bloopers. Why not? Um, about the things we wish, the thing that we wish massage therapists knew. Yeah, one uh, one thing too, Robert, that I wish therapists knew is it's okay to collaborate. It's okay no, to collaborate with absolutely other people. Absolutely not. Never collaborate. <laughs> Live in scarcity mentality. There's a not enough pie for them. Going to starve to death. Don't, Rebecca. Don't tell them that. <laughs> now you're definitely sounding like the opposite of me and Scott right now. You know the whole <laughs> massage martyr. <laughs> you know, I, I do think, and not even necessarily with other therapists as well, but we have such a dog eat dog mentality in this industry. And it's always like, we feel so alone in this industry, right? And how dare we refer to another therapist? How dare we have somebody to help us out or learn from? But not even just therapists, but collaborate with your local community. Go and, you know, partner with nonprofits and bloggers and influencers in your community. Learn how to reach out to media and publications so they can market for you. You know, there's so much legwork that other people can do if you just know the right people. And if you put in a little bit of effort and I've done events and connected with people two years ago that I haven't heard from, you know, in years and months. And then down the road, I'm like, oh, yeah, we met at this thing, you know, or, hey, uh, there's this event coming up. Did you you're the first person I thought of because I met you at this networking thing. Get out in the community. You don't have to be alone. And maybe you don't want to start with connecting with other therapists at first. That's okay. But when you help somebody else reach their goals, you're going to reach yours a lot quicker as well. And that's one reason why I started Badass Body Workers, too, is I wanted women to see how women especially are catty as fuck. We're so catty. We're so dramatic. And we're so quick to clear. And I'm still going to flourish no matter what. But it not having stuff written down with uh, my manager and with some employees, um, actually, I did have some stuff written down. However... I didn't have copies of that information. So legally, I can't do shit about it. I I can't really go after them and stuff. And it's so important to have everything written down. So if you're getting into a rental agreement or hiring a manager or a virtual assistant or a therapist, you need to have those expectations written down. And that goes back to exactly what I just said about massage envy flourishing is because they have policies, procedures, protocols that are written down. Oh, what if something happens? Well, there's an answer for it. Because it's already happened and there's already been a solution. And I think that's where a lot of business owners struggle. And it's really hard writing all that down because the legality of everything. And, you know, I have a client who owns a UPS store franchise. And he said he didn't want to open up his own place because it would have cost just as much in legal fees to get everything written down and 
absolutely accurate in the state, then it would have just to buy into a franchise. Yeah. So all that, it does cost a lot of money and time and it's very important. And then I always tell the therapist, you know, I ask the missing class and I don't think they understand the depth of the discussion. When I go, what do you want to do? They go, huh? Because they spend so much time thinking about what they have to do to survive. They don't really think about what, what's ideal. Like, what do you really want to do? Like you talked about traveling from state to state, mm -hmm. kind of like seeing clients, you know, being on the road. I'm like, why can't you do that? Yep, because they're in survival mode, not thrival mode. Aspire, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, this this industry is definitely it's definitely tough and has. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Like, oh no, no, it's hilarious. Sorry, my my dog just like rips well, I, out I, my. I, I committed Hari Kiri and lit myself on fire earlier, so I guess you can. <laughs> No, my, my dog has like a, he's teething and chewing right now. So he's like biting on my cord and pulling everything. So uh, one other, so that actually reminds me of something too, is therapists are like, I don't want to get on video because I don't yeah. like the way I look or I'm not perfect. And it's like, nobody fucking cares what your nails look like or what your hair looks like. Or if you're, if you let out a curse word or something, or if you're a little flustered, like obviously doing interviews and stuff is a little bit different than recording like CEU classes, but Good God, just get on Facebook Live and show people what you do. That's how I built up my reputation with cupping and, and being so popular in Baton Rouge is because people want to see you. They don't want to see a bunch of cliche, dumb fucking stock photos. Like uh, just Oh, man, the stock. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh, do we have a sport that somebody can kick through my eyeball? <laughs> Relieving the pressure. Now, there's, there's some great stock photos out there by people like Savannah Moore with My Massage World who take some great stock photos. I hire a photographer and take my own photos as well. But, gosh, just, you, you need to have something that sets you apart from other people. And it's so easy just to trade with the photographer and get some nice stock photos of yourself. If you yeah. start, you know, putting all your, like, Asian women's stock photos with the hibiscus in her hair, face full of makeup, rose petals on the table, and stones down her back, then you're probably not going to attract the the right clientele into your doors and onto your table. Plus it's not realistic. Yeah. The thing I wish therapists would take advantage of more, <clears throat> the thing I wish therapists knew, it seems so easy to me to have a website, to have an email list, to have mm -hmm. an online course that you give away as part of a funnel that kicks off an automated email sequence that allows them to get a video each day that teaches them something, that educates them, that funnels them right into buying a session. And then you take all of that and run a Facebook ad to it. You target your zip code within a certain you know, demographic range for people who make $100,000 plus. You run the ad at $5 a day. That, to massage therapists, sounds like rocket science. And I just... I'm like, listen, I'm the white guy, misogynist, mansplaining, asshat, uh, head of massage entrepreneurs who pisses off everybody else in the massage industry. And if I ran ads for clients, I would be booked out for three months. I have never run ads for clients because I had enough and I was focusing on teaching and then developing like all the, the retail packages and stuff that we made. You know, I wrote all this. I developed all of these workbooks and DVDs with money I made from clients. If I ran ads for clients, even at just $5 a day, I would be overwhelmed. And it's like, it's so, it's not like a billboard. It's not like a yellow page ad. You know, you're really mm -hmm. 
funneling down to these specific targeted people that you're trying to reach in your local community. And it's not just Facebook, it's Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, like across platforms, um, the information that these platforms are collating. It seems in a sense, it's easier than ever. You run Badass Body Workers. I run Massage Entrepreneurs. That's over 20,000 therapists, basically, putting out information. Why they don't understand the simplicity of what I just said about running a Facebook ad on one single platform at $5 a day to build their practice. It's or like, just having a website. I mean, it, uh, if, shit, if, if anything... <laughs> If you can't afford a website right away, that's that's okay. You have time to build one. But you can you can get on your software system or whatever liability insurance and create at least a landing page or at least have a Facebook page. You need somewhere for clients to connect with you with. You yeah. know, they're not just going to like knock they'll on use your door. They'll use a website like it's a billboard. Yeah, they're not just going to knock on your door. Clients aren't going to just knock on your door because you started. Get them to like follow you, like you on Instagram, communicate with you, video message you. Like you're not not building an email list. And I hear this constantly. People don't check email. No. Oh, my word. I have a texting service and I'm about to. (laughs) Direct. Social media. Like I, I run some on social media. We're on Facebook right now live streaming. Facebook only gives us this much. Yep. Guess how many people get to see this if I pay? Well, it's then gar- there's a lot, a lot of my clients aren't even on social media because it's overwhelming and they're just, they're, they're just done with it. So I have a texting service too. That's an opt-in texting service that reaches them directly, you know, and it's, I mean, Jesus Christ, I can like text my clients if I want it to. Like I have their information and so many people I've seen, like I had a friend who said, oh, Rebecca, I want to, um... I'm moving out of town. I would love to give you all my clients. I'm like, great. I said, uh, let me put together a couple of emails for you. Oh, I don't have an email list. What? How do you expect to keep in touch with them? I mean, I ask all of my clients, like, please check in on Facebook. Follow me on social media. You'll get a free upgrade. Yeah. You know, it's it's not that difficult for people to get in touch with you. And at this point, like, I'm seeing so many people ask the same questions over and over and over. I'm about to put an Autobot on my website to answer those questions. You know, that way, you know, and then my VA answers them. Like, eventually after doing this for a while, you start to notice the trends. Like, what kind of questions are your clients asking? Where are they hanging out the most? Like, on Facebook, at church, on Instagram, whatever. You need to, like, know your target market. And good God, if anything, get a Google business page. It's free. The best thing you can do for your business, in my opinion, one of the best things is getting a free Google listing for your business. All the analytics are there. When you're ready to run ads, you know what zip codes, you know the demographic, the target market, the time of day. You can upload photos and videos, it, yeah. and it's not and it's not Yelp. It's Google. Take advantage just, of it, please. Video production. They're like, well, I don't. I mean, if I start shooting video, like, you know, what kind of camera do I buy? And I'm like, your phone. And they're like, <laughs> right? well, but, then where do, but where do I post it? And I'm like, everywhere. Just post <laughs> right. Same video on any platform that will allow you to post it: LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Like it's free. It doesn't think, cost anything. I think this whole like our conversation basically boils down to: don't be afraid to put yourself out there. It's not that difficult. Obviously, you're going to get a few naysayers, maybe a couple haters or whatever, but who cares? They're not the ones, you know, the, making the, the money. The best. 
the best to me is people in our subscription service. They're paying me $7 a month. And they come in and tell me the stuff they don't like in our private group. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, it's, like, <laughs> it's like buying my album and complaining, I don't like track 10. And I go, okay. <laughs> Thank you for your support. <laughs> well, there's always going to be something that somebody doesn't like. I mean, there's things that I don't like in my own business and I run it, you know, and you have to, those things have to happen in order for you to know how to grow and how to get better from it. It's that simple. Nothing's ever going to be smooth sailing, you know, ever. You're going to come so, across those road bumps. If people are going to contact you to get further information, where would they do that, Rebecca? Um, it would be <clears throat> on uh, Facebook. I'm connected with Robert on Facebook, so you can find me in my group, Badass Body Workers and Massage Entrepreneurs. Um, I'm active over Messenger and also BadassBodyWorkers.com. Um, but yeah, like talk to me, tell me all about your failures and talk to me about how you fucked up and I'll help you turn it around and I'll help you realize that it's not as difficult as you're, you're making it seem. You can, people can grow and be successful and you a have lot to of, A lot of moving pieces. Yes, a lot of moving pieces. It's time consuming. I don't think it's hard. I think it's easier than it's ever been. It really is. And really one thing that I've learned in the past like several months is just keep it simple. Really keep it simple. I think the best results yield whenever things are pretty simple. At least it has for me after trying everything and fucking up and failing, get, yeah. getting back to basics and really knowing what has worked the best and honing in on that instead of spreading myself thin over 20 different things going on, getting back to those two or three things that really helped has, has done wonders for my mindset, for my business. So it takes time to grow a business and be successful. It's not going to happen overnight. No, no, by no means, by no means. It's definitely a, a tortoise uh, story as composed of the hair. Uh, if you guys want to follow me, uh, Robert Gardner, I'm all over social media, all over. Just look up Robert Gardner Massage on Google. You can find whatever. Um, I'm on most social media platforms, including TikTok now. So if you want crazy videos, I mean, I'm there. <laughs> We have a link. It'll be up above or below uh, to our subscription service. We have a free trial right now. Um, there's about 400 hours of my class recordings. I just uploaded uh, yesterday another probably 16 hours worth of video. So you can check that out. It's absolutely free for your first month. We build seven a month after that. It's sort of like an ongoing online apprenticeship. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and you have a great day. If you have any questions, just ask down below, and we'll answer as we can. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you're interested in practicing or learning from Robert Gardner in person, head on over to rgwellness.store. There are a variety of classes listed for the Q4 of 2019. Let's take a look at what we've got. We've got Chicago, Illinois on October 6th. Houston, Texas on October 18th. Christiansburg, Virginia, October 12th, Round Rock, Texas, November 3rd, Yelm, Washington, October 26th, Round Rock, Texas, October 21st, Dallas, Texas, March 29th, and Virginia Beach, Virginia, September 22nd. Check that out. If any of those dates work for you, those are the intro tie classes as well as the Body Workers Conference uh, available to you all through the rgwellness.store. Head on over there and check it out.
Thank you.